Hello and welcome to Every Youth Matters. I'm Dr. John Tan. For the past 30 years, I've been helping youths realize their life potential. In recent years though, I've helped many parents, teachers, counselors and youth workers engage their young people. In this podcast, I will share tips, tools and ways to reach who may be that difficult or challenging youth who just will not respond to your best intentions. What can we do to reach and win their hearts? I believe that the youth's potential is too precious a gift to waste. So come, join me in this journey for Every Youth Matters. Welcome, welcome to Every Youth Matters. I am Dr. John Tan and this episode I continue with the six-part series called The Cries of Teens and today we are looking at part number four. The Cries of Teens, What Teens Want Adults to Know About Them. Let's recap the previous cries. The first one was about, we are changing, confused and vulnerable. Second one, we are hurting and hurting deeply. Third one, we need a place to belong. And once again, a rejoinder, an appeal to you to hold your judgment and hear me out until the end of this episode and then you can think of disagreeing, all right? But this is just representation of the young people I have worked with through the years and collating them and hearing what they have to say or what they want adults like us to know, okay? And so here is cry number four. Will you be here for us? Will you be here for us? And I know there are some parents out there, I believe you know for a fact that um, you will be there. You will be there for your kids, right? I'm sure of that. I have seen that so many times in so many families where the parents, and especially their mothers, will sacrifice their all for their kids. Yes! So why then do some teenagers ask this question. Will you be here for us? Well, let me first um, talk to the group. And I mentioned you before, uh, just now, that you will do anything for your child. I hear you. Just perhaps a little um, word of um, appeal to you. And that will be, could you just communicate that to your child, um, you know, in subtle ways as possible, in terms of assurance and reassuring them that you will always be there for them. You will drop everything for them, and I know you would, but um, you just need to communicate that to your child to just assure them. And not in a naggy way, but just tell them, don't worry, boy, I'm here for you, okay? But I would like to talk to that group, maybe um, we as adults and parents as part of the Caring Village can help because they are teenagers have gone through life's episodes too early in their lives, I believe. Perhaps their parents are having a hard time keeping their marriages together. Perhaps it is about, you know, failed promises, empty promises. And the child maybe just doesn't understand or see the point of view because there are some parents who work very, very hard and sometimes they have to hold on to two jobs just to put rice on the table and the kids don't see it, right? 
and the kids feel that um, you know the parents are not there for them. In my organization, Children at Risk Empowerment Association, otherwise known as CARE, we organize um, school social work services. Um, a lot of time we do camps. We do camps, uh, stay in camps for the students. And, um, you know, we have um, finale nights where we organize for both the students and the parents to come together. And it's a very touching moment because we engineer from both sides. The parents will attend parents' workshop and we'll probably uh, you know, cover things like um, love languages. And so the parents will be preparing gifts or small mementos for their children. And the children will do likewise, preparing uh, thank you and appreciation notes to their parents. So it's, it's a very touching moment when we firstly said parents giving these gifts to their children. But not all the time there will be such a happy moment because there will be those students whose parents did not show up for various reasons. And of course, we do, we do prepare that. We try to get the uh, parents to respond to us after we have invited them. Every parent is invited and um, our youth workers and social workers will follow up with the parents to know whether they're coming or not. So we get advance notice when parents are not coming. One time there was a camp like this and in the middle of um, the whole camp, there was this girl who just started crying and her tears were so deep. And when um, we, we kind of reached out to her, we realized that her mother had just passed away and um, there was no one else for her. And it was so touching for all of us because in the midst of all this, we felt that a child being left alone, having that kind of um, tragic uh, circumstance happen to her, we felt that um, as a community, we had to come together. And so it, it was just a, um, a reminder to us that how much a sense of um, security meant, emotional security meant for a child growing up or means for a child growing up. And so that cry of, will you be here for us? It's not one about entitlement, but deep in this cry is one about, I am scared, I am afraid, I have nobody, can you be here for me? Do not abandon me, do not leave me, I need you. Now, it's, it's known that Teenagers will not have this kind of um, articulated, you know, art articulation always that to express that, to express in a very deep way in, in terms of communication, the cry that I need you, do not leave me. They will not say it. Perhaps it will be limited expressions, 
and the expressions may come out all wrong when they try to reach up to us, but it would be like, do not abandon me. Will you keep your promise that I will not be left alone in this world? And this world is a scary place from where I'm seeing right now. And if the young person feels hurt, if the young person feels that there is no place to belong to, all the more, all the more they would feel isolated and lonely if there's no one there for him or her. And so I would ask that um, a child's vulnerability in feeling when there is no one there it's a terrible, terrible, dark place and a void that we really don't want them to be in. And how can we overcome that? How can we overcome that? Well, as parents, I would say, do keep your promises. And so take your promises, take your word that you make very seriously. Do not make your promises lightheartedly. Do not you know, let down the child because it begins to create this distrust that they may keep in their hearts and not tell you. But be very, very intentional about your promise. And um, it's it's always like I, I like to say that I under-promise and over-deliver rather than the other way, over-promise and under-deliver. So we under-promise and we over-deliver so that the child feels secure. But we try to make a yes a yes and we keep to our word so that they will not feel they're all alone, isolated, with no place to belong to. And so thank you so much for um, you know being with me in this episode. Uh, we, I look forward to uh, having you in the next one where we'll be looking at the fifth cry of the teen. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really great having you on board. And if you have not already done so, be sure to visit me at drjohntan.com. That is drjohntan.com. While there, do subscribe to every Youth Matters show. Also, if like me, you want your message to reach a wider audience online, do sign up at instantpodcastleader.com. That is I-N-S-T-A-N-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-L-E-A-D-E-R.com. Instantpodcastleader.com. If you do just that, you'll get a free ebook called Inspire, Connect and Elevate Your Online Reputation. So, till the next episode, remember... We're in it together for every youth matters.